the Indianapolis Colts have one guy who's worth taking early and starting in fantasy football, but that does not convert to doom and gloom for the team's prospects in 2022. We're going to go over it position by position, and it's not going to take too long. Then we're going to talk about the NBA draft. The Pacers, they get three guys. They traded up in the second round to get a project. We'll talk about that. They took at 31 a guy who's not a project. You know who he's going to be as a point guard. And at number six, they didn't get Jaden Ivey, but they got a guy who projects to be a pretty good player, as you would guess, when he draft number 20 or number six. However, Canada and Canadians, all right, you know, I guess they can play basketball. It's cold up there, but gyms are inside. The focus on Canadians and West Coast guys is just kind of nutty for the Pacers, and the Cubs did some things yesterday that are really, really troubling, and, and I have rarely seen on a baseball diamond. We'll talk about that, too, as they lose in extras to the woeful Pittsburgh Pirates. This is Breakfast with Kent for a beautiful Friday in central Indiana. It is Friday, June 24, 2022. We're brought to you by Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem, they got the solution. That's the way plumbing's supposed to work, and they do it really, really well. Jared Johnson's a great dude. Give him a call, 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. And if you have a question of an urgency, with urgency, hit the thanks button. However you comment, donate, and I see it immediately in a special graphic. It's very, very nice. And if you just want to say thanks... In a substantial way, you can donate that way, too. All right, let's talk about the Colts and fantasy football. Jonathan Taylor is the guy. Ranked number one by ESPN, his productivity is going to slide back. Don't expect 1,811 yards. Don't expect 20 touchdowns. Don't expect 332 carries. It is not going to happen. Those carries are going to be ratcheted back. The sugar is going to be spread in this Colts offense, Jonathan Taylor, expect him to recede to the mean a little bit. There have only been 23 seasons in the NFL where a running back has amassed 1,800 or more yards. It doesn't happen very often. Granted, there's an extra game now with Week 17. However, expecting Jonathan Taylor to go 18-11, right, with 40 catches and 20 touchdowns just is not realistic. So... You know what? Tread lightly. However, Jonathan Taylor last year led the NFL by over 550 rushing yards. So receding to the mean doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to be the best of all values at the running back spot. All right, quarterback, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's not going to be a 5,000-yard guy because Jonathan Taylor is going to get a lot of looks, right? And Naheem Hines is going to get some too. So you got a situation where the the throwing Colts aren't going to throw the ball 70% of the time. They're just not. They're probably not going to throw it 60% of the time. So you're not going to see that 5,000 yards or, or 40 touchdowns with Matt Ryan. You're not. And as a result, ESPN ranks Matt Ryan 27th among quarterbacks. You want to play the 27th? ranked quarterback? I, I don't think so. I don't really even think you want to play him situationally. Let's talk about wide receiver. This is going to be different. For Despite the fact that ESPN ranks uh, Michael Pittman and projects him 
to do virtually the same amount of work as he did last year. Last year was 88 catches for 1,082 yards, six touchdowns. You know what? That's not going to happen this year because, like I said before, the sugar is going to be spread. Uh, Pierce, Alec Pierce, is going to get the ball periodically. Paris Campbell, if he stays healthy, is going to get the ball periodically. Tight ends are going to be utilized more often. Naheem Hines is going to be utilized more often. We'll talk about him in a minute. The wide receivers, because they are upgraded over what the Colts had last year, you know, you don't have Hilton scratched because injuries, Campbell scratched because of injuries, although that could happen. You don't have Zach Pascal at all anymore. You've got guys who maybe can play, and so they're going to share the load, and Michael Pittman's going to take a step back a little bit in all likelihood at the tight end spot. Wow. Mo Ali Cox, Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods. Those three guys are going to share the load at tight end. Without a guy like Kyle Pitts, a standalone tight end option for Matt Ryan, as he was last year in his rookie year for the Falcons, you aren't going to have anybody in fantasy who does great work because they're all going to do good work. That doesn't work in fantasy football, and so the tight end position for the Colts, I would stay away from that completely. If you get Travis Kelsey, if you get Kyle Pitts, you feel really good about yourself. If you get Mo Ali Cox, you do not. That's the way it goes. I'm sorry. Uh, the defense, you know what? The defense has been a top 10 defense for the last, what, five seasons for the Colts in terms of fantasy football because they generated turnovers. Here's something that you gotta, you got to consider as you look at the Colts' defense. All right, 33 turnovers last year. Every time over the last five years a defense has generated 30 or more turnovers, they took a step back the following year, and the minimum step back was six turnovers. So I think that the Colts, while a good play defensively, you got to kind of save your bullets for those game by game, and the opener is a good one. The opener, I, I would start the Colts and feel really good about it going up against the Houston Texans in Houston. But I think it's situational for the Colts' defense. If, if you've got a situation where you're playing a lowly, and this is what I do anyway, I, I go to the free, to free agency and I look for the defense that is playing against the worst offense. I activate them. I don't grab a defense and just ride that defense week after week after week. I think it's very situational. I think it's matchup time when you deal with defenses in fantasy football. And then at the kicker spot, Rodrigo Blankenship. I don't even know if he's going to be the starting kicker for the Colts. And if he is, I wouldn't start him anyway. So I don't think Blankenship is a guy that you're going to look at for the Colts and say, by God, he's my kicker, like maybe you did a few years ago with Adam Vinatieri. So there's kind of the breakdown for the Colts from his fantasy perspective. It doesn't mean that the offense isn't going to be really, really productive. I think it is going to be productive. I think they're going to be really good, but I think it's going to be very similar to 2020 with Phillip Rivers at quarterback, where they're going to hit nine receivers a game, and Jonathan Taylor, instead of getting, you know, 20 carries a game, I think he's going to get 15 carries a game. I, I think they're going to save their bullets with Jonathan Taylor a little bit. I think Naheem Hines is going to get more run. And with that workload being split and the workload being lessened for the Colts at the running back spot, you're not going to get the value out of Jonathan Taylor that you would have hoped. So there you go. That's what the Colts are from uh, 
of fantasy football position. Uh, Benedict Maturin, the sixth overall pick for the Indiana Pacers, projected to be pretty damn good. I, uh, not a bad pick, not like the sexy pick. Here's the thing, the problem I have with the Pacers is they seem to be reserved and conservative when they go into the draft. They go out and get guys that they believe, like last year, Chris Duarte, who I really, really like. I think Duarte is going to be terrific. But Duarte was old, and you knew what you kind of had. He was 24 years old last year during the draft. And so, you know, while he's going to be productive, the upside for him is not going to be great. And if you don't draft upside, you don't get upside. Is Maturin going to be a guy who you feel good about his upside? Not like you do with a guy like Jaden Ivey. You know, Jaden Ivey went fifth to the Pistons. What are you going to do? The Kings are going to absolutely regret what they did last night in the draft, taking Keegan Murray. That does not work. Keegan Murray is who Keegan Murray is. And Keegan Murray, if you took 12th, that's fine. You know, you're going to get 18 and 7 or 8 out of Keegan Murray, and he's going to do it right out of the gate this coming year for the Kings, and he's going to be okay. Jaden Ivey's got a chance to be a star. The Pacers need a star. The Pacers haven't had a star, and I'm not even going to count Paul George as a star when he was with the Pacers. They haven't had a star, a legit star, since Reggie Miller. And Jaden Ivey had the game to be able to do it, and I don't know whether the uh, trade was kind of bandied about between the Pistons and the Pacers, but you know what? At some point, you just got to say, I'm putting my chips in the middle, and I'm going to take this guy. They didn't do that, so they get Maturin, and, and that's okay. Here's what Kelvin Sampson had to say about Maturin, who, who they faced in the NBA. I was in the NBA for six seasons because of his show cause order when he was in Indiana, but that's a story for another day. And he's an NBA guy. He's a first-day starter on an NBA team. Uh, he has everything you need. He can create a shot, tremendous defender, and he's got next-level acceleration, and he can really shoot. Well, I hope that Kelvin Sampson is more right about this than the rule book, the NCAA rule book, when he was in Bloomington at IU. Uh, Maturin, though, he was the Pac-12 Player of the Year last year as a sophomore at Arizona, scored almost 18 points a game. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He's pretty damn good. And, uh, you know, okay, he had 30-8 and eight against TCU in the NCAA tournament. Then he had 15-4 and four against Houston. So then the Pacers take Andrew Nebhard. Andrew Nebhard is a guy out of Gonzaga. What is it with the West Coast guys? Like you take a guy out of Arizona, you take a guy out of Gonzaga, they've taken bunches of guys out of UCLA. It's all West Coast for these guys. When was the last time they drafted anybody from east of the Mississippi in the first round? Or Cassius Stanley they took in the second round. But other than that, I mean, my God. Uh, at any rate, Nebhard... Uh, we talked to in a, his pre-draft workout. We're going to post that video this morning. Interesting guy, smart guy, played four years, two at Florida, two at Gonzaga. He's 6'5", so he's a little bit positionless as a uh, as a point guard. He is a really good distributor, a 3-to-1 assist to turnover ratio. He started every game he played at Florida, started 48 games at Gonzaga, top-ranked team in the nation. They didn't win the national championship. Um but an interesting guy, not a lot of upside. You know what you get, but what you get isn't bad, especially at 31. Then you take Kendall Brown at number 48. They traded up to get Kendall Brown or traded 
248 with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Brown, out of Baylor, one-and-done kid who was graded by many as a late first-round guy. So value here, upside here, interesting pick. 9.7 points per game last year at Baylor, 4.9 uh, rebounds, 6.8, a forward. Interesting pick by Kevin Pritchard and the Pacers. They had the 58th pick, but they traded that to the Milwaukee Bucks. The, the Bucks took Besson, and off you go. The Cubs lost yesterday, and and I, I don't mind the Cubs losing, but here's the way the way they lost was terrible, and I saw them do something yesterday that I've actually never seen. I've never seen a high school kid do this. So there's a play at the plate, uh, a throw comes through, and Contreras misses the throw. Justin Steele, as he's supposed to, is behind the plate, backing up the play. However, this is how he was standing to back up Contreras. With his back to the play! What is he doing? Patrick Wisdom might have the slowest tag in the history of baseball. Javi Baez, El Mago, right? Uh, Javi knew to catch the, let the ball get to you at the bag. Don't catch it in front of the bag. Catch it at the bag and drop the ball down quickly. Patrick Wisdom catches the ball in front of the bag, sweeps, and misses guys. I don't understand. This is a fundamentally terrible baseball team that the Cubs have, and I'm tired of watching it. I sit and I watch it, and we pay extra for the marquee network as well as the you know the Fox Sports or Valley Sports now regional package so we can watch Pacers basketball but I can't take it anymore I don't want to pay I don't want any of my money to go to the Ricketts until the Cubs play fundamentally sound baseball and have some talent on the field and I'm sorry hitting home runs like wisdom does does not make up for fundamental deficiencies that are a pox not just upon Cubs baseball but baseball in general all right, let's celebrate uh, birthdays. Uh, Dave, tonight and tomorrow night at Ruoff Mortgage, by the way, uh, if you're going, have a great time. Should be a little warm. Pack some real hydration along with your fake hydration. Uh, Ricky Keenan celebrating a birthday. The great Paul Hansen celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to Paul. Kevin Harrington, Dave Donahoe, Eric Lee, the great Scott Sands, Jeff Gross celebrating a birthday, uh, Jerry Petuck. Happy birthday, Valerie Abram, Roy, Roy Lee Barrett, happy birthday, Hoppy, the great Kevin Gesson Hughes, celebrating a birthday, old number six, New Albany Soccer. I don't know if his number's been retired at this point, but uh, the higher-ups at New Albany High School Soccer, they better be considering that. Uh, Don St. Thomas, happy birthday, and Pete Peterson of Peteville, celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell, where better than it, Dave, if it's not your birthday. You celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Have a great weekend. We are going to the uh, the Pacers media availability, 2 o'clock. They're going to have all the draftees there and Pritchard and Buchanan and Rick Carlisle and all the gang. So we'll spend some time talking to those guys. We'll post those videos periodically, and off we go. And, and look for Andrew Nebhard's video coming very, very soon. Um, Andrew Nebhard you know what? All right, I'll take it. You know, it seems like a great kid. We'll talk to you later today. I cannot wait to do that. And then maybe we see you tonight at Dave. So there you go. I got to get this out of the sun. I can't see the screen. Get out of the sun and the video.